Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 22nd. Bring peace first to your own heart. Then send it out on gentle rays of light to all the world. The more you radiate your peace outward, the more you'll find yourself protected from all harm. It's a very big promise, isn't it? To be protected from all harm. I always, I I, I admire Swamiji for making it. I admire Swamiji for for having the confidence to make a declaration like that. And I don't mean that I doubt it, you know. How does he put it? The more... um, the more you radiate your peace outward, the more you'll find yourself protected from all harm. That's a really, really, really big promise. And Swamiji, I have never known him to write or speak an untruth. And I've never known him to, to use hyperbole, either to make a point. So he says, the more you radiate peace, the more you'll be protected. He doesn't say, if you radiate peace, you will be protected. I really now see the language so it's proportional. The more you yourself move and live in a state of peace, the more you'll find yourself that the world returns that peace back to you. So actually, now that I read the exact words that Swami has written, how interesting it is. I, I find it interesting how often, um, at least in my own mind, I try very hard not to let this happen, but one will just shift a nuance of meaning just a tiny bit. So he's talking about proportional. I was reading it as absolute. I was reading, if you radiate peace, you will be protected. But what he actually says is, the more you radiate peace, the more you will be protected. And now that, I can easily understand. I don't find that difficult to understand. Swamiji made a very interesting statement at one point, um, just to clarify um, a, a reality of human relationships. And forgive me if you'll find over the course of these 366 aphorisms that sometimes I repeat myself because, of course, one idea overlaps with another. And I will also say that I started listening to Swami Kriyananda teach in uh, November of 1969. And I listened to him all through his life, of course. I mean, hundreds, probably thousands of times over more than four decades. And I still listen to his recordings. And even when he was living, I listened to his recordings. So who knows how many times I've heard him say. And I often have heard him repeat the same ideas. In fact, I only speak English. And when he would speak in Italy, in many circumstances, they had one of those simultaneous translation systems where you could put a little, had a little radio receiver and could put an earplug in. And somebody on a microphone in another room would talk English into your ear simultaneously while Swami was talking Italian or German or Russian or... Serbian or French or Spanish, uh, they would have all these different languages. Swami was fluent in Italian, so in that setting he would just speak in Italian and it would be translated into whatever was needed. Um, Now, coming back to this, but it was interesting, but in some settings, like other public lectures away from our Ananda Center, there was no translation like that available, usually. 
But it was interesting to me. Even though I spoke no Italian, I could pick out enough words, and because I would tend to know what his theme was, I could almost always follow what he said. Sometimes afterwards I would have to say, I lost you at a such and such point. Now having said all of that, and all I'm talking about is familiarity, um, I could hear the same exact teaching, and all of a sudden I would understand something I hadn't understood before, because it just, I was different. And so that the image that he presented or the simple fact that he presented, I, when I heard it the first 500 times, it was a philosophical idea that I believed in, but then something would happen to me where suddenly it was an experience that I'd had. And so when he articulated something that had moved from theory into experience, totally different comprehension of it, not one that could be translated into words. It was just, <clears throat> words are just symbolic of actual states of consciousness. So I could understand and respect the words, I could repeat them, I could creatively rearticulate them, um, and I was doing a good job of playing with symbols. And it's good to be able to play with symbols, it's very useful, here I am, this is what we're doing. But then every so often, by the grace of God and by persistent spiritual effort, all of a sudden I would understand what was behind that simple symbol. And of course that is just a whole other dimension of understanding. Sometimes it would be a glimpse, and sometimes we would actually move over. And then ever after that, then the, the symbol would give me the experience, or at least give me more of the experience. So what I was about to talk about here is this idea, which you may be hearing for the second or the third or fourth time, that Swamiji talks about how, and, and, and this goes back to a statement of Yogananda's, Master says, the instrument is blessed by that which flows through it. And this it is usually presented in the context of serving others, praying for others, being generous to others. Um, you know, Master has a poem that says, teach me to spend my money as happily for others as I spend it on myself. You know, just really um, because, and part of the incentive to do that is when God's largesse, God's kindness, God's love flows through you, you're blessed because you're serving as a channel for the divine. The, the instrument is blessed by that which flows through it. The channel is blessed. So if you're radiating peace, there's a, a kind of grace that uh, God says thank you, in a sense, and you, you receive a blessing. It's, it's good karma. It's good karma to be generous. It's good karma to be serviceful. You sort of get a little bank account going of positive. Of positive. The world owes you a little bit of positive because you put out a little bit of positive. So that's part of it. That's part of what's being said here. But there's another part that's more interesting, that's also interesting just as an extension of this, which is whenever we project a thought, I mean, all of us are, are limited instruments in our capacity to direct energy because we have our own, uh, our aura is a, has a lot of conflicting cross-currents. Our ability to concentrate is also, there's a lot of conflicting cross-currents. And our energy level is limited by physical, mental, and spiritual obstructions. You know, it's, we, we can't 
start a fire by just waving our hands because we just don't have that kind of power. Whereas great masters, you know, fire can shoot from their fingertips because they're in complete command of the energy universe. Um, Shankaracharya was famous for that. He, Adi Shankaracharya, he started the cremation fire for his mother just with a wave of his hand. Beautiful story. Well, so when we project something toward others, a certain amount of what we project will reach them, whether it's anger um, uh, or, or love, either one, whether it's peace or whether it's agitation. I remember in my life realizing that when people got angry at me, sometimes I would find myself sort of becoming angry with someone inexplicably to my mind. And then often I would find out that they had become angry with me. Um, I have a very strong personality and by the grace of God I've learned much more how to work with who I am and be much more harmonious in the world. But especially in my early years, I was a bit of a bull in a china shop and sometimes I would push past people without realizing that I had hurt their feelings and they would become angry at me. And I sort of, in an interesting way, became aware of it because I would find myself becoming rather annoyed with them. And then I began to understand that when I felt that, that in that certain inexplicable way, it was invariably because they were projecting those thoughts toward me. And I would feel it somehow, but the way it would affect me was that I would respond. I would respond in kind. It would draw the same thing out of me. And we all know there's a, you know, thought transference is very real. But by the time my projected thought reaches someone else, my projected peace, whatever it might be, whoever it actually affects will be affected, but the energy will be greatly dissipated compared to the power of the source. So the origin point is where there's going to be the most concentrated energy. Now this is an argument in favor of not projecting angry thoughts, jealous thoughts, envious thoughts, um, you know, revenge thoughts, because they will reach that other person, they will have some effect on that other person, but the real power of it is at the point of origin, which is in you. So whatever those vibrations are going to do to your physical, mental, and spiritual self, the most profound effect will be on you. So this is why Master said the instrument is blessed by that which flows through it, because the full power of whatever it is starts with me, and I get the most of it. Generosity is a vibration of consciousness. Peace is a vibration of consciousness. Love is a vibration of consciousness. And if I've opened myself and attuned myself to that vibration, then as it passes through me, it will adjust me into itself. And so that's who I will become. And whatever I become, and now we're talking about the positive part of it, whatever I become is, is, becomes my magnetic pattern in the universe. And magnetism is the guiding force in, in an energy universe. We live in an energy universe, so even though that energy is coalesced into all these big heavy objects, even though they appear to be heavy objects, it's really energy everywhere and infinitely more or more self-evidently and more powerfully does that express in, <clears throat> in our personal reality, which is really 
just consciousness and energy, even the physical body, is the result of the consciousness and the thought we put out. I mean, there's a lot of healing that is really just coming into being respected because of the power of the mind to have an effect on the body. It's, it's extremely interesting and not that well known that when they do all these very careful <clears throat> medicine trials, often the drug, and I, I don't know what the number is, but it's a very small number, like 10, 15, 20%. If the drug is 20% more effective than the, the placebo, then they will approve it for use. And the placebo has no effect, but because people believe it has an effect, it has a great effect on many people. And sometimes the, the effectiveness of the drug is only a few percentage points higher. You would think it would be zero versus 100%. But it isn't, because we are what we are. And that becomes our magnetism signature, which then begins to attract out of the universe that which matches it. And our magnetism signature is a mixture because we have vrittis in the spine, we have karma from past lives that we're still carrying. So the, the magnetism signature that we're putting out is complex. But if we want to amend that signature, I would say develop that signature into something that will, will consistently bring to us that which we long to have, then we need to become an instrument for that which we seek to be. So Swami says here, you know, calm the heart and then radiate peace out to the world. Radiate it out as a conscious spiritual exercise. See all parts of this. Bring peace first to your own self. How do we do this? By devotion, by prayer, by right music, by meditation practice, by, I mean, this is the spiritual path. Find peace in our own hearts by whatever methods will work. And if you haven't found a method that works, keep trying. Working what you do have or find something that will work. And then once we have come to that within ourselves, then become a channel for it, because it's a universal state of consciousness. Bringing peace to your own heart is the same as saying, attune yourself to that vibration in the universe. And once it's your, your heart is your radio station, your radio receiving set, you tune it to that vibration, then you become a channel for the infinite power of that. And that washes away contrary vibrations, it becomes who you are. It becomes your habitual state of attunement. And so the more you practice it, the more you will find yourself protected. So Swamiji says, bring peace first to your own heart, then send it out on gentle rays of light to all the world. The more you radiate your peace outward, the more you'll find yourself protected from all harm. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.